Hello, everyone, and welcome to Job Board Geek. It's the podcast about the business of connecting candidates and employers. My name is Jeff Dickey Chasens, the Job Board Doctor. I am your host, and here with me today is the co-host, the pugnacious Stephen Rothberg of College Recruiter. Hey, Stephen. <laughs> uh, pugnacious. Well, um, I actually have a Cocker Spaniel poodle mix, a cockapoo, not a pug, <laughs> but um, but my personality is is not unlike that of a pug. So there you go. I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that as a compliment. I was getting harassed by some listeners uh, over this week's episode because I didn't call you anything. I just said, Stephen, and they're like, we wait to hear the word of the week and you have to deliver on that. And so, you know what? You're saddled with it now, guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the next the next time, you know, if, if you forget to come up with some kind of nickname, just say Stephen and then spit. And I think everybody <laughs> will completely understand and endorse that. Yeah, I I have more respect for my microphone than that. But anyway, um, <laughs> today we have a great guest, Aaron Stewart of Job.com. He's coming here via the UK, via Austin, to talk to us about his very interesting business. And I think you're going to be fascinated by all the different pieces he has to it. But first, I wanted to chat a little bit with Stephen. Uh, yesterday, Jobcase acquired Recruitology. Now, for those of you that don't know Jobcase... It's been around since 2015. It calls itself the LinkedIn for blue-collar workers. They've gotten uh, a fair amount of funding over the years, I think in the neighborhood of about $80 million, and they claim an audience of 130 million members, so a sizable organization. Recruitology was actually started life as after college a number of years ago and uh, rebranded itself and expanded some of its services a few years later as Recruitology. They offer um, a lot of different things. They have a uh, applicant tracking system. They they do programmatic advertising. They have job board software and a a number of other sort of employer-related tools that they they have out there, as well as a large network uh, for distribution. When I look at why would Jobcase want Recruitology, it makes a lot of sense to me just to for the reasons they said, which is basically, we want to offer more services to our employers. We want to we want to make more money from all of our employers, and uh, <laughs> we want to also get into the programmatic side of things. I don't know. What do you think, Stephen? Yeah, I, um, I I I love the deal for both sides. Uh, one of the things that uh, that really hasn't come out too much in the news, but for people who know these two organizations, it won't be of any real surprise. Um, culturally. I think that they are a wonderful match. Hmm. Um, and Aaron, I'm sure we'll talk about um, some of the deals you've done and how that must factor into the decisions. But um, I've heard repeatedly that one of the primary reasons that acquisitions fail is that culturally, the new people don't mesh with, let's call them the old people. And I'm not talking old people like like Jeff and me, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking old people, the ones who have been around uh, in the business for longer. I know Fred Goff a bit. Um, I know Ro- Roberto Angulo better, um, the CEOs of Jobcase and After College. Both of those people are, I think, the exception rather than the rule in the media industry in that they, they're not just in it for the money or to build a business, or to exit with a big paycheck. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But one of the things that's always struck me about the two of them is that they very strongly believe in doing good. 
And if they can also make money at the same time, then fantastic. But I can't imagine either one of those people ever taking a real like immoral or certainly illegal shortcut to you know, to make a little bit of extra money or even a lot of extra money. Um, so I think, you know, from what I know about those leaders, their teams are going to mesh really, really well. And, and hmm. I have to think that's a big part of it. I did have a conversation yesterday with one of the folks that I know at After College. And so After College definitely still continues to exist. Um, it was not replaced by Recruitology. They're sort of functioning as as sister companies, if you will. And what I wasn't clear about from the press releases is was company split apart and was job case only requiring Recruitology, which is essentially the job distribution uh, um, side of the business. And the answer to that is no. Um, the after college site is part of the acquisition. And so it will continue to op- operate as a standalone job board um, within the job case family. The person that I talked with at um, after college slash recruitology didn't say this, but I'm just speculating. I think the reality is the after college brand will just over the years will just fade away. Mm-hmm. And that the focus will be much more on on job case and and recruitology. I think that recruitology has something like a hundred thousand small business quote unquote customers, but that's almost all through a handful of newspaper companies. So they don't have direct relationships with the local Burger King who's posting a, a you know a cashier kind of a job, but they get those postings. It'll be really interesting to me to see how Jobcase gets its largely gig and hourly opportunities in front of that Recruitology audience and vice versa. I, I could see some just tremendously wonderful synergies between these companies. Well, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Anyway, I want to welcome to Job Board Geek our guest today, uh, Aaron Stewart of job.com. We're delighted to have you here. Welcome aboard. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I am really delighted to be on here too. And like I said, I'm uh, humbled and really pleased to be on the show. So thanks so much. <laughs> I don't think you should be humbled to be on the show, but uh, we are all pleased. So uh, anyway, um, Aaron, I, I met you a long time ago, back when you were running your company as My Job Matcher. Right. And then, you know, obviously things have changed over the years. But why don't you give us just a quick rundown on your background and how you got into the industry and all that? Yeah, sure. So I've been in uh, rep tech, I guess, uh, for the last sort of 15 years. And again, I always make that joke. But for those that don't know, I'm a millennial, which means I've been in it my, my entire career. So it's about 15 years. Um, I, I, I kind of fell into the recruitment space. I think like lots of people say kind of by accident, I was working for S3, uh, the publicly traded uh, recruitment company in the UK. They owned the IT job board. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Alexander Farrell, if anyone's familiar and remembers Ray Duggins and those guys yep. back in the day, you know, great mentors, uh, those individuals, especially Alex- Alexandra Farrell. She was awesome. And I arrogantly thought I could do it better. <laughs> and uh, and I and it's quite interesting when I listen to Joel Case's story where they're like, you know, the LinkedIn for blue collar. You have to believe me when I say this. I founded a job board when I left the IT job board in the 2000s and I called it Jobs from Blue. And I wanted to create a job board for the middle management downwards. That's why it was called Blue. And it was a catastrophic failure. <laughs> I, I, I fell hard on that one, okay? And it really was like a baptism of fire, you know, learning my own limitations as a young human being, 
uh, understanding more about what I didn't know about the industry, about business, uh, just so many different things. But it then led me on to, you know, I would say to have a good career. You know, I out off the back of Jobs from Blue created a, a piece of software that was effectively like Broadbean, but with with the media buying it. It was called iResourcer. Mm. And uh, and that got Hamilton Bradshaw, you know, Mr. James Kahn uh, got involved with that business, you know. And then I, I sat within Hamilton Bradshaw, Hamilton Bradshaw Technology. Um, we rolled up uh, a number of different, you know, recruitment and re- recruitment technology plays. And, uh, you know, my title on HB Tech was I was the chairman, which was kind of crazy. It was just me. <laughs> it was just me um, rolling, doing these deals. And then in 2011, once that kind of show was over and I, you know, I sort of exited from that, I founded My Job Matcher um, with my business partner, Paul Sloyn. We'd done some research at the time that showed that the average job seeker in the UK would spend seven hours a week looking for work online and would register with 21 separate employment sites. So it's 21 separate logins, user interfaces, technical capabilities. And my opinion then was it's a job looking for a job. And I was like, can we use AI or at the time, you know, kudos to them, burning glass. Can we use burning glass to, you know, aggregate content and bring it into one area and just create like this watchdog, daily watchdog. It was immensely popular. My job matcher grew really, really quickly. Uh, We had, you know, millions of people register on the platform. We monetized it by basically selling, you know, cost per click to job boards because we aggregate. We were a a match aggregator, right? And then we did arbitrage deals on data with lots of different, you know, providers and CV writers, resume writers, and people that kind of were custodians of large volumes of candidate data. But the longevity of that business was impacted or that business model because of GDPR. You know, GDPR came in, really was like, you know, we can't really carry on with this. Uh, not like this because, you know, we're not sitting within the rules of GDPR. That's the reality of it. Coming to America in 2017, you know, we had this good business. It was running well. We were profitable. But we were like, how can we kind of grow, sustain ourselves and kind of drive into the future? Where are we going into the future as a business? And it was in 2017 that we, we acquired job.com. And that was when kind of the the pivot happened where we went from job board to automated recruitment, automated staffing. From the outside looking in, what it seems to me that job.com, and, and please shred my analysis, um, but that that the the growth strategy is through acquisition. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, you just acquired just days ago, um, the, your fifth staffing company. Correct. And so sort of two-part question. Jeff says, I get one at this point. Um, too bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do a part A and part B and deviate from the rules. But uh, right, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a hard thing just uh, to, to deal with me. And, and oh, well. But anyway, so part of it that I think that the, the listeners will be interested in, you know, as far as a lot of people are that our listeners are, are running job boards, they might be owners of job boards. So do talk about the acquisition strategy, but also some of the acquisitions have been with digital media and some of them have been with very traditional staffing companies. Those outside of this weird industry that we're in often don't see the difference between those two businesses, but they are very different. Running a burger place is is quite different than running a high-end sit-down restaurant. Uh, Staffing and job boards, at the end of the day, they're serving the same purpose, but the way they do it is very different. So um, talk with our listeners about that, if you would. Yeah, and I was, listen, Stephen, I'm so grateful that you've teed up the question like that, because that's the right question. 
And and I get it all the time because people are like, what the hell are you guys doing over there? You know, like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, well, if you give me 10 minutes of your time or even an elevator pitch, hopefully this will help you. So just for clarity for everyone, we have been on a learning journey ourselves as a business. So like in 2017, 18, when we decided that we wanted to automate hiring almost akin to Indeed Hire, okay, Indeed Hire, we wanted to be Indeed Hire, but with job.com. So maybe that hopefully now people are like, oh, so I to understand a little bit more. We were like, we went just down the permanent placement market route and we tried to just automate with no humans. As indeed hire will attest to, and it's not even here anymore, impossible. We're not, you can't do it today, okay? Uh, and and I'm, I'm sure people with maybe bigger budgets and bigger ambitions in the future may be able to do it, but indeed couldn't do it. And we quickly learned that we couldn't either. But what we did build was a great deal of workflow automation software that we that we really could prove could remove lots of the low value tasks from a recruitment consultant's desk every day. And when you look at the 20,000 staff and agencies in America, only 175 of them do more than 100 million. They're a mar and par industry. So they're typically low tech, low sophistication. You know, there's no digital strategy, no digital transformation with these guys. What we thought, what we decided strategically was, I tell you what we're going to do. We need access to VMSs. We need access to clients. We need ready-made sales teams. And we know that we can raise the revenue and profitability per recruiter desk by introducing workflow automation software. So we're like, okay, we're going to go and acquire staffing agencies then. And then we will make them use our software, which is called Always On Recruiting. And then they're, but, but then why the job.com? Because the job.com is the funnel. It's the catch-all funnel for all the candidates. It's the URL that mm. we drive all the candidates through that come through our staffing recruitment process. And job.com's goal is to vertically integrate the process akin to what Indeed Hire was looking to do. But the difference between us and Indeed Hire is, is two things. One, we do direct hire and contract staffing, which Indeed would only do direct hire. And two, Indeed would only allow their consultants, their recruitment consultants to use Indeed to source candidates, which is cool. But when you consider that leaves out the whole of LinkedIn and everything else, you can't compete against the other staffing agencies because they've got a much bigger plethora of candidates to to use. Our consultants can use any source to go and capture candidates, to attract, to sort, to search, to to mine, but it just runs through job.com and our software. Our goal is to become a complete data-driven digital staffing company. We've bought five staffing agencies so far. We've had some incredible growth with some of them. Give you an example, Fortis. We bought Fortis at 18 million revenue. Fortis is going to do 12 million revenue in Q1 this year. Um, you know, we've, we did our first million dollar week in the healthcare space with them. All of our uh, businesses are, are rising and growing. And off the back of this, the other component, which we believe is a value, is there's different types of machine learning. And we call it supply side or, or demand side. We did years of supply side machine learning for our AI, which is where you'd send jobs to a candidate in a jobs by email. And let's say you sent them 20 jobs that match the resume or what the system deemed that match. And let's say they click on job one, three, and 10. You use that as machine learning to say, these were the most relevant jobs for the resume. As I'm sure we'll all agree, candidates think they're relevant for jobs that they're not always relevant for. So you don't get a high level of accuracy. So we went the other route and went, we should be looking at placement data. We should be looking at the resumes that got hired for the job job description, which staffing agencies have decades of 
data. So we've been going that route now to create a much more accurate match. Now, hands up before I walk myself into a tiger trap. We're still capturing data for accuracy, okay? So when I see everyone's like, oh, we've got AI, I'm like, none of us actually really, truly, truly have AI because AI is only as good as the data it has and we're all still trying to capture it, right? Mm -hmm. So, But we're all on a journey towards improvement machine learning. So with a direct hire staffing version of Indeed Hire and we're called job.com. One thing that's mystified me, uh, just because I'm not that smart, is that a lot of your most recent promotion of job.com and the company continually refers to blockchain. Yeah. And if you go to job.com, you see references to blockchain and it's, you know, to me, it's, it's not clear where you, where you're using that or how, how, how you're defining what you're doing there. That is actually a little bit on purpose, but I can now furnish you with this because of our patent strategy. Okay. So, you know, job.com has uh, multiple patents that are granted, some from acquisitions, some from our own filings. We have submitted uh, 45 patents so far, but we're averaging about 10 patent submissions a week now. Blockchain for us represents, we have a core use of blockchain, which is a very basic thing. Ownership of a candidate for 12 months mm -hmm. with that record that the client was introduced to that candidate on a private hyperledger fabric. So if, and so let me explain what that, because that's sort of like jargon, jargon. What does that mean? Recruitment companies, right? If they introduce you to a candidate, if you hire that person in the next 12 months, you owe them a fee. Done. We just utilize blockchain as a security level for storing that timestamp to say, this candidate was introduced to the client at this moment. And if they try and backdoor hire them, which lots of companies do, sure, we have ownership of that candidate for 12 months. That was our very first core basic use of blockchain. But our aspiration, there are 227,827 recruitment consultants placing 16 million people into work every year in the United States. And every single one of those people, they validate their references, their backgrounds, everything else, sometimes over and over again. All that data and all that exhaust, gone. They don't store it, don't secure it anywhere. At some point in history, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Chase, and all other financial institutions said, are we all willing to share data with each other to remove friction from the lending process so that I can now serve customers that I don't know, but because I know their history of their payments and how they manage their financial life, I can, I can lend to it. It's called a credit score. Our goal is to have a, a score for candidates. We have built a framework. You would store this score's key on a blockchain for security. And the, ben and the purpose of it is to become effectively the blockchain version of Apple Pay for resumes and applying for jobs across all staffing agencies, all companies, all platforms, and have this information stored as a effectively a credit score, but on blockchain. And we have patented this entire process. Future goal is to try and create the largest database of validated career data in America. Hugely aspirational, I know, before I, people are like, my goodness. But even today, you know, we're running rating around sort of, 100, we're about 130 million revenue now as a company. And like, we're set to do seven more acquisitions this year. We've got one that closes in two weeks and we've got two more that are under LOI. Because we're running so many candidates through our process and eventually we'll launch out this validation piece within our software, we're going to start curating a validated database and we're going to look to go to market and create a cooperative governance with all of the platforms out there and go, can we work together and remove friction from the hiring process and all be governed by a score? kind of like the finance industry. And that's our practical use application of blockchain in the long-term future. So how far out do you think that is? Well, you know, truth, truthfully, I would love to be able to see an industry use case with ourselves by 2025. That's wow. why I would love to see it. Because 
you've got to have enough data in your own repository that has been validated and it's got proof of nodes that people trust, which would be recruiters or recruitment consultants that are validated data. And then you need to find partners who are willing to accept that that data is truly validated and they're willing to be bound and listen to that information. I, I, I agree to adhere to this information being accurate. I don't need to do any further checks. It's hugely aspirational, gentlemen, you know, and, and it's something that is phase three in the job.com sort of strategy plan. We have three phases. This is the, the, the kind of last one. We're already validating this data every day with the hundreds of recruiters we currently have. And I'm like, we should be storing this on a log. This should be kept within a key within blockchain. And yeah, it might not work. This is more likely not to work or take off than it is. But I feel like there, I've already, I was at SIA literally the other day because I was a speaker at SIA, one of the presenters. And people are already talking about this stuff already. It's not just us. I'd love Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, we're, we're the first. This is on the hearts and minds of lots of companies. And I was, I had the pleasure of sitting down with, I won't say her name, but you know, a very senior member of Randstad North America, and they're already thinking about it too. So for us, it's like, okay, securing our position, we want to make sure we have a pattern landscape drawn around how we're going to do it. Doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it might become the commonly adopted way, might not, but I definitely believe that that's, there's this huge exhaust in the industry that really could be captured. It could remove friction it could shorten the time to hire. And our mission at job.com, and I, I love that you brought that up, um, you know, Stephen, about Pete, like, you know, like Fred and, and, and Roberto that have a good mission with their business. Our mission is to help as many people feed their families and pay their bills as possible. So we can talk mm. about all the tech you like and all this stuff. We're here to h- remove friction. That's what I care about. And, um, and, and, and that's one of the reasons why we're so passionate about trying to really digitally innovate, not disrupt or displace, innovate to make things better for people finally makes sense to, it finally makes sense to me do you get it yes, uh, yes! And, you know <laughs> so it, it, every every explanation that i've heard from outsiders about job.com's use of blockchain it basically all boiled down to vapor like yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. real it's just a sales pitch and it's just like something was gnawing at me like if it was just bs it would disappear after a few months um, but it definitely seemed like it was very integral and you've done a really great job of explaining it to, uh, to uh, us. Thank you. Well, like, listen, I really appreciate that. And and I understand as well, like the, the moonshot that we're going for, right? And I accept it, okay, is a big one. But no, this isn't some sales guff banter. Like I really am like a tech evangelist, right? And I, and I, I know there are way more technical people than me in the world, but I love what this emerging tech could do to remove friction, you know, because I just want to remove, I want to make it easier for people to get a freaking job. One of those things is the days you wait for ve- references to be validated. It's like, I've done this twice before. Surely someone must have this recorded somewhere. It just, so. but then how can we trust it? Put it on the most immutable record ever of blockchain. It can't be hacked. It can't be changed. It can't be, because one of our patents is the storing of a resume utilizing biometrics, so face, fingerprint, password, PIN, and storing that association key on blockchain, which means now you can't suddenly create, because statistically, 85% of candidates lie during the hiring process. That's a macro statistic. You can Google that. Overcoming this issue of there's no real accountability anywhere. Well, now we're putting it on the tr- most trusted server infrastructure known to man, blockchain. Well, we know now that this can't be manipulated, changed, or or, 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 or it's the highest level of security. And that's the reason for the application. Well, listen, Aaron, I uh, we're, we're out of time, but oh, um, maybe what I'll do... Uh, no, no. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> S- Stephen's more at fault than you, but um, <laughs> no. But uh, we'll we'll come back to you in uh, 2025 and see how things are going. Yeah. And you know, if you have not hit your goal, you know, you're going to hear it from us. So. Yeah, I'll be waiting, gents. I'll, I'll be I'll be like that. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna rip me apart. I'll be like that. No, like, <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> We're know. just some lowly podcasters. So, um, well, well, listen, Aaron. If folks want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Well, I mean, I have a very unique spelling, so I don't think there's many Aaron Stewarts uh, with my spelling on LinkedIn, so you can reach me there, or just Aaron at job.com if you want to reach out and uh, drop me an email. And it's Aaron, A-R-R-A-N. That's correct, sir. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Stephen, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, email me. Uh, unlike Aaron, my my spelling's pretty, uh, pretty easy. S-T-E-V-E-N at collegerecruiter.com dot com gentlemen it's been awesome thank you so much i've loved being on the show so great to be with you guys honestly thanks a lot aaron it was great well that's it for today's episode of job board geek uh make sure that you subscribe to us via any of your particular favorite platforms like apple spotify etc etc and if you want to feel free to give us a review as well thumbs up or thumbs down my name again is jeff dickie chasens i'm the job board doctor and you've been listening to the only podcast that covers the business of connecting candidates and employers. That's all for now. I will see you again next time. 